Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. And welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm Dan and I'm excited to speak with Lynn today because Lynn, you are, as I looked you up, you've got such an amazing story, it seems, but then you're also doing some really cool sales stuff. And as as a marketer by trade, I get I get to learn so much from salespeople and sales mentors. So uh, Lynn Whitbeck, welcome to the show. Hey, I am so glad to be here, Dan, and uh, really looking forward to our conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So Lynn, tell me a little bit about you. I, I described you just a minute ago as, as, a, as a salesperson, as an entrepreneur. You're also, also an author. You, you do a lot. Are, are you an entrepreneur at heart? Is that what you really kind of define yourself as? <laughs> Well, you know, I was really fortunate when I started in my career and I went into sales. It was in most organizations, it was very entrepreneurial. And of course, sales is leadership. You learn all of the core leadership skills in sales. That's why you see most of the CEOs out there. They've had some kind of sales experience in their background. And we're all always selling whether it's to get a job or to sell uh, initiative to our boss you know, or how we're, our vision for how we're going to run a program. So sales is really a critical skill for everyone. And it does translate to leadership because everything you learn is about leadership. And it led me into um, climbing the corporate ladder, into executive positions at Fortune 500 companies, and eventually to the C-suite. And along that journey, then I also became involved in startups. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and uh, started my own business at, at one point. So it's yeah. been an incredible experience. And it is so incredible to be able to help others. And that's what one of my reasons that I did so well is it was my core value is that I want to help others. And while it's not the Peace Corps, when you can take something off someone else's plate, where they don't even have to think about it anymore because they have the confidence and assurance that you're going to manage it, then you have done a great thing for that person uh, at that company. So it's been a really incredible ride. And so that company that you started, is that Petite to Queen? Correct. Yeah, Petite to Queen. And we help the world by providing leadership and training programs to achieve more faster. Excellent. And so I love, so I love that, that you help. I think that's such a, a great core value. It's what's, I think it's one of mine as well. Um, who are those others that you helped and how do you define who those, who they are? <laughs> well, we normally uh, work with B2B. So we work with small business, medium sized business. Um, we also have some really large uh, clients, but they come to us looking for um, sales training programs or leadership programs. And often once we get started, then we just, it just seems to go on from there. So Mm -hmm. we do, we have a standard program called Uplevel Your Sales, and that's really to get people through the entire sales process. So we take you from the beginning to the end to closing and nurturing your sale. And for businesses that are especially in that phase where, you know, the owners or the founders have been running the sales and 
they're at that, they're pushing the ceiling. They can't do anymore and they Mm. need to bring some sales staff on and it's sort of a new thing for them. And so that's one where area that we really help. And also with smaller companies, like when I started in sales, the reason I started the program was my experience. I had, um, been uh, working for a company right out of graduate school. I sort of needed a break. And after I did that for a little bit, I just went, you know what? I got to get like a real job. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked them to be able to go into outside sales. And there were two owners and they were managing all the sales, but the business had been growing and they were, you know, starting to get really hammered. And that I got that. I made the ask. I asked for the sale. I asked to go out into outside sales. The one owner took me around for two weeks um, at the end of March to, you know, I went like his shotgun. I went on every sales call. I sort of saw what he did. And then on April 1st, I was just turned loose in the world. So, <laughs> and I went and started cold calling. I wasn't given any accounts. And by the end of our fiscal year, which was December 31st, I had outsold one of the owners <laughs> um, and who had been nice. in sales for 20, 25 years. And mm-hmm. the next year I outsold the other owners. So after that, I never looked back. Um, And it was one of the things though, is that I had to learn things along the way, every step of the way. And there was those cringeworthy moments that, you know, you just wish, can I turn back time? Where's that back to the future car? I want to hop in right now. (laughs) Or, you know, it's just like one of these crazy things. And so as I continued through my career and I reached this turning point about what I was going to do moving forward and uh, it was really important to me to be able to give back and to share this. Then that's why I created the programs and created the company. And it really starts with that desire so that nobody else has to go through those cringe worthy moments. Why? You know, so let's get the sales training out there. And it's valuable for people who are starting out, people who are in the middle of their career, or even people who've been doing it for a long time because you lose track of the things that you should be doing you've just sort of forgotten about it or you never did them in the first place. You know, I bet you were still successful or, you know, you've had moderate success, but it's a way for these people and the organizations to really boost and boost their sales and their success. So um, it's really, and they help their clients and their customers with the product or service that they have. So it's everyone wins. So it's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a great, a great path. So, so you, instead of staying as a successful salesperson for that and just continuing to grow, you decided to go out and start your own business in order to help others and teach them and make the world a better place kind of, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the, a stint in between of working for corporate American (laughs) executive roles. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So, so helping others is one of your core values, but is that, is that Lynn's why? I mean, what is it that, that <laughs> motivates you or is your like responsibility as an entrepreneur? Can you shine a little light on that? Oh, uh, you know what? You just hit on something because that's one of the things that I always take everyone through is like an exercise on your customer why. And you absolutely have to start with your own why um, so that you know where you're coming from so that you can identify any kind of self-limiting beliefs, things that are hidden that you have to uncover, you know, unconscious ideas that are holding you back. But um, you know, for me, it's really about helping people move forward faster so they don't have to plow the same road over and over again. I mean, mm. why? Right. <laughs> you know, and there are so many ways that we can do that and help people get really jump started. 
And I think it just makes, it also speaks to that Six Sigma side to me where you, you talk about um, streamlining things and making them more effective and efficient. So I think that could be also tie into my why, because, you know, it, it, it just, you're, you're really creating this energy, this really positive energy, and we're putting this out into the world. And uh, so that way we can have positive Paul and positive Pauline who are out there, um, you know, just in their small way, making the world a better place. Yeah. I, I'm a huge positivity person. So that makes me happy to hear. I love that. So Lynn, it sounds like you've had just a, a, a charmed journey, but I've <laughs> got to believe like many entrepreneurs, um, you've had those moments, right? We all know it. It's that moment that you've hit rock bottom. You throw your hands up. Enough is enough. Can you describe one of those moments for you? <laughs> Uh, you know, I've had a couple. So the biggest and the thing that I look back on is both my biggest challenge and my biggest accomplishment <clears throat> was going through my husband's diagnosis with terminal cancer oh, wow. and then helping him on that journey. So that was definitely one of those times that I threw a two week pity party and then I just picked myself up, dusted myself off. And I said, this is the way it is, you know? bad things happen to good people, mm. we have to move on. And how can we make the most of this time? And how can I make this as easy as possible for him? And so when I look right now, at least looking back, that was, you know, really the greatest accomplishment I've had so far. That yeah. um, on a business side, I would say that um, at one point in my career, I changed jobs. And um, a few days into working for this new company, I was literally sobbing in the shower, you know, so another pity party, but a pity okay. party sobbing in the shower because the organization, um, which had, you know, a lot of people, I knew people who had worked there. They, you know, they loved the place, but they actually did not like salespeople. It was really weird. And I, I picked up on that right after joining and, and, you know, they had been wooed and brought over. And, and then I'm going like, oh my gosh, I've moved all my clients. OMG, what am I going to do? And it was, once again, it's like, I'm going to have to make the best of it. You know, what can I learn from this organization and the way they do business that's different? You know, because I've been used to being very entrepreneurial in my sales, working for different companies. And so I don't have that same type of freedom. However, there's a lot I can learn about how they're running their business mm. and, you know, see what I can absorb and take away from this experience. And, you know, I sort of bided my time and two years later I moved on. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's a huge challenge to, to make that decision and, and to make the decision to learn in the place that you were placed. How do you overcome that challenge? What do you tell yourself? What do you go through? What's the, like, what's the big piece of advice to overcome that challenge? You know, one of the things I tell people is, I mean, there's a couple different things. First of all, sometimes you have to take the long road around to travel a short distance. And so that means, it, and it might be a rough road. So for me, I took this road to, um, you know, and I did, I actually learned a lot of things about the way they did business that I liked. And, mm. uh, you know, obviously I did not like, you know, the whole sales sort of side of how they worked, but... <laughs> Yeah. You know, there was a lot of good. Um, the other thing is that when you're in those situations, instead of letting negative Nelly or negative Ned uh, spin you down into a cyclone of despair, um, what you want to do is really look for the good because there is good. 
Um, I worked for some, a couple of people in my life that were really horrible people as bosses. Yeah. And what I did is I looked for the good in those people. What was that good that I could respect and admire? And it helps you then, you know, take a step back and reframe your perspective. So with any type of situation, if you start out and you start going down that negative tunnel, it's going to get darker and darker. So what you need to do is stop and say, what is the good out of this situation? Even in the darkest of times, such as when my husband uh, was diagnosed with terminal cancer, you know, what's the good in that? Well, there was, we had an amazing three years of of things that we did together. um, And it is a natural part of life. People are born and they die. And so, um, you know, you, you can find that silver lining and you just need that moment to, to sort of collect yourself and to go through that scenario. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the best thing that can happen and what's likely to happen and then choose the, 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 the best thing or the most likely thing, you know, and focus on that and then find the good and find what you can gain out of the experience. Yeah. Lenny, you warm my heart. such a teaching, (laughs) teachable moment. Like my goodness. I mean, and it seems so simple. That is the course of life, but what you can take from that and find the good. That's such a teachable moment. Um, I've got to believe that you've also got those teachable moments then in your, in your business, things that you have learned since starting uh, Petite to Queen. What's a teachable moment that you have lived through in your business to share with others? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, it's like you're, as an entrepreneur, it's like you have to do it all. And yeah. it's like a fire hose to the face. Um, you know, you really need to cut out a lot of the noise and focus on certain things. Cause what we find is that we have all these different types of funnels that are, we're trying to feed the beast. So it can be multiple, uh, social media channels. You know, you've got your website and a blog, you know, you've got a podcast or you're guesting on podcasts Mm -hmm. and you know, for us, we have a book, which is a lead magnet and you've got all these different things. And what happens is that you're spread thinner than butter on hot toast. So (laughs) what you want to do is, is to focus on a few core channels and, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah, you can experiment with a few things and see what works. What we did is we had tried a lot of different things and I analyzed our funnel after the first year. And I realized that the book it was the number one lead magnet by some enormous percentage, like 96%. It was huge. And so then it was like, what can we do to help that process and refine it and do better? And so we put in a bunch of different things. And one of the core things was going through a way to welcome people into our organization. So we went through a three series welcome um, uh, email sequence. So when they sign up to get the free book and with that, each time we gave them value, we gave them something. And what we found is after we had switched that, not only did we um, decrease the amount of unsubscribes, but by the time they ha- were into our regular cycle, our unsubscribe rate was unbelievably low, you know, so <laughs> yeah. some fraction of a percent of one, nice. you know, and it was because of going through that th- and we could see, we can see them drop off, you know, cause they just want the free book. Fine. You know, at least they still got the free book. They find out a little bit about what I do and my philosophy. Um, and I hope it helps them. 
Um, but then by the number two, you know, a lot fewer people unsubscribed. And by number three, very few people unsubscribe. And then after that, you know, um, you know, we're, it's a, a natural community that we're all sharing, you know, sharing the love. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, that's a great lesson to be able to go through your, and, and I think, I mean, I hear you say looking at the analytics, looking at the data and understanding it. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing, right? Facts and figures always help. <laughs> right. Right. So if you could look at the last year, is there any one thing that if you could redo it in the last year that you would? Oh man. Uh, you know, it's, Hmm. The last year was, uh, you know, it's been pretty cool. I mean, there, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's definitely been a, a really incredible growth um, uh, period for us and time of opportunity. I, oh, you know, <laughs> well, and I think like what I hear you say is when you have so much positivity and you find the silver lining, what is there to redo, right? You're always learning. Yeah. Is that well, part you know, of-, and of course, some things aren't a success, you know, uh, yeah. you know, we launched an online course and, and, you know, we had some people sign up for it and everything else, but um, it was really sort of to fill this one very specific niche that we find when people are in the programs, the training or leadership programs, and they just don't feel like they deserve to be there. And so we created a course on the imposter syndrome. And oh. I will say that, you know, the course is done okay. And it's a really great course, but it's really very niche, you know, for those types of people. But we learned so much from doing it. So you can look at those things and say, well, you know, yeah, it's, you know, it didn't make us a lot of money and, you know, and it was a lot of time and energy, but wow, what we took away from that has been phenomenal. And then we were able to apply that in other areas of our business. So you know, every time that you run into something, you really do need to look at the good and, you know, what can you gain from that and how can you repurpose it? Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it takes like an affirmation, you know, like, okay, so it wasn't phenomenally successful, but we learned this, this, and this, you know, and yeah. uh, to remind yourself about it. Yeah. No, no regrets, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Lynn. That's so cool. So where do you see, so this, it's been a good year. Where do you see yourself in three years from now, five years from now, maybe 10 years from now? What kind of goals <laughs> and vision do you set for yourself? Oh, well, you know, um, I, I definitely see three years from now doing what I'm doing. Um, I mean, just helping businesses, you know, make better connections um, mm -hmm. with their customers and getting their phenomenal products and services out there. Um, I, um, you know, see myself participating in other types of activities. Uh, this year, I'm a board member on the Female Founders Pitch Summit, and I'm really excited about that because it's helping fund females um, and mm. female entrepreneurs who really struggle to get funding. Um, they get like some pathetic 2.9% of the VC capital, right? And yeah. so, and what that would mean to our communities um, for jobs, uh, you know, for the contracts that go out to the different suppliers, um, and it, it, you know, just bringing that business, um, bringing more business and being part of that. That's, so that's been pretty cool. So I see myself doing things like that and, um, you know, and as soon as, you know, we can, you know, safely travel, you know, I'm back to Disneyland. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, so it, that's three years from now. Let's pull it back to more closer to the, the current time. What does success in 2021 look like then? 
to get you there. Oh yeah. You know, I, like I said, uh, you know, just making those helping businesses, especially get through this period. Cause it's been really hard. A lot of businesses have gone through, it's a very disruptive time. And I mm-hmm. really call this sort of like this, this COVID wrap. So it's resilience, agility, and problem solving because mm-hmm. everything has changed. Um, and, and it is not going to go back the way it was. This is going to be the mother of all disruptions. And we are going to see that moving forward. And where I live right now, one of the big companies, one of the big employers, Zillow, has already announced that they have no intention of ever going back to big buildings with everybody housed in those buildings. It has worked great for them to work remotely, and they're never going back, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I see so many businesses that are have, I mean, that's just one thing, but there's lots and lots of things that we will gain from this experience, which has been horrific um, and is, is, you know, very, very, very hard to see so many Americans mm-hmm. losing their lives uh, senselessly. It's just horrible mm-hmm. why we have to be the poster child. I don't know, but you know, you still, what's the good that we can come out of that? And obviously what do we need to do in the future? So this never, never, never happens again. And then of course for businesses, how do we, um, adjust and flex so that we can be um, more able to respond to this current situation so that we can gr- bring in, support our customers, and in fact, alter our business to fit the new norm. So, mm-hmm. um, and with every business, there's different things that can be done to fit that. Mm-hmm. And it, if that's success for you in 2021, I think that's success for everyone in 2021. I love that idea. And the whole the COVID wrap, resiliency, agility, problem solving. That's, that's really good. Um, so that's a great goal to have in 2021. How can the leverage to, commun- leverage to scale community jump on board and support you in developing that vision? Where, where can we find you, Lynn? Well, you can find me at petitequeen.com. Uh, so it's really easy and you can connect with me on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, we have, uh, like I said, you can get our free book. <laughs> yeah. We've got all kinds of free resources on the website. We have webinars, um, articles, resources, and of course, we also have our own podcast. So lots of ways that you can reach out. And, you know, at the end of the day, if one piece of our content creates that aha moment for you, that golden nugget that you can just take out and do something with right then that day. Wow. Then I have done my job. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful. Lynn Whitbeck, thank you so much for being a part of Leverage to Scale. This was, uh, I can't stop smiling. This hurts my face, but it's so good. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of it, Lynn. Hey, Dan, it was a pleasure to be here and thank you so much for having me. much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. 
What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.